you are listening to the Gaining Clarity podcast, the podcast for early stage business owners to help connect the dots and take confident action. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is all about personal and professional development, and I honestly cannot wait to grow together. Hello, and welcome back to the Gaining Clarity podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nikki, who is a holistic body coach. And actually a very funny story is that me and Nikki know each other because we both worked in Castle Club and I and Appa, we did a season, I was a jelly shop girl and Nikki worked behind the bar, which is, it was the summer of our lives really, but um, Nikki is here today to talk about something very different from that. So Nikki, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? So I am, I'm basically a holistic body coach and the reason that I use that phrase is because yes, I do help women achieve body transformations, but um, as we'll talk about, it is so much more than that. So basically I run programs to actually teach women about health and wellbeing in order to reach that body transformation and be able, most importantly, to maintain that. So my, well, my sole job is to help women feel incredible um, through wellbeing and self-love so I do that through coaching them on nutrition lifestyle exercise and most definitely mindset um my program is actually called becoming her which I think sums it up so so well because her stands for healthy energetic and radiant and that's it people come to me because they think they need to lose weight whereas I know they need to become healthy energetic and radiant and weight loss is almost a byproduct of that so yeah, that, that's what I currently do. Amazing. And I can preach for Nikki is amazing at her job. She's been my PT in the past and I've definitely helped with my own relationship with food, which hasn't always been smooth sailing. So it's definitely <laughs> really, really helped with that. So what made you start your business? Like what did you do before you you know started PTing very much at the start? Okay. So um, the the only, to be honest, only other job I've had, I was a data analyst for a pub company and I used to work um, like configuring tills <laughs> behind bars. Um, so very, very different to that. But the, the, the reason or how I got into it is I went traveling. And as you can imagine, when you're having the time of your life, you don't have a base, you don't have a kitchen, you're out every night, you're meeting new people, social things take over. And I basically got to a point where I hit rock bottom with body image. I was just gaining weight and I had zero idea of how to stop that weight gain. It was just constant. And then the more I tried to diet, the more weight I gained. And I got into this vicious cycle where I should have been having the time of my life, but I couldn't look in the mirror without crying. I I literally couldn't. People were trying to take, I don't have photos of myself from traveling. And it should have been a time of my life, as I say, but I was so obsessed with the fact that I didn't look how I wanted to look that I couldn't enjoy that present moment. So from there, I was like, right, this has to change and it has to change now. (laughs) Typical woman approach. We want it to change tomorrow. It's so I started um, weightlifting, walking a lot. I was like, that's it. I need to lose weight. So I did. I lost five stone with a very all or nothing approach. I went into bodybuilding competitions. um, And as I was doing this, because it was completely taking over my life, as in I had no friends, no energy. um, So I kind of developed my business through that in a very, very selfish way. I thought I'm going to spend all day in the gym. 
all I do is eat this, 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 and this. This is what I'm going to do for other people. Because I'm getting thinner, everybody is going to want to get thinner. Um, and my business sort of started there. So I was very much focused on that weight loss, getting people in the gym, making them sweat until they cried and leave again. Um, but <clears throat> realizing that I was extremely unhappy made me develop the business I have now. So I thought, right, I hit rock bottom when I felt fat, when I felt lethargic, when I felt uncomfortable, when I couldn't look in the mirror. Then I also felt like I hit rock bottom when I got to my leanest point, when I'd lost all of that weight, when I, the obsession came, I was equally as unhappy. So I noticed that there was something missing there. And then mm -hmm. from then on, I have just dedicated my life, everything I am to figuring out what that was to ensure that nobody goes through that. No woman has to go through that. Um, so that's where I developed it from, really. Amazing. And it is something that I feel that so many people, you know, like that people like this topic of conversation, like it's something that happens a lot in our in, I feel like in our in our in our younger years, it's something that people talk about a lot, and it's very easy to fall into this obsession of it. And yep. when you lose weight as well, people tell you you look great. You know, they they always tell you, oh, you look well. You, you know, you're doing this. No one celebrates when you go and eat a piece of cake, do they? They're like, oh, Absolutely. shouldn't be having this. Shouldn't be doing Absolutely. this. Absolutely. And I will celebrate those moments when my clients eat a piece of cake with no guilt. I will be that coach <laughs> that celebrates that because it's all part of life. And at the end of the day, if you're whole existence is trying to make yourself smaller you're not growing you're shrinking and on a long weight loss journey that's very restrictive and yes you're losing the weight but you're also losing yourself mm -hmm. and it was one of the hardest hardest things to go through when you're yes you're achieving your body goals or what you thought your body goals were and then you're still sat there saying why am I still unhappy and it's because yeah. you focused on how you look You've focused on your, uh, on your aesthetics. You've listened to all the, wow, you look amazing. How much weight have you lost? You've listened to all of that and you've completely ignored what's in your head and how yeah. you feel. So as soon as you start focusing on how you feel rather than how you look and taking that pressure off yourself, this will become so much easier. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like I'm not, I know I'm not alone here where I've like, I've wasted so many years and so many times where I've like, felt guilty when I've actually been enjoying like it's, it's like a catch-22 because it's like you don't do all these things because you want to lose weight then when you're doing the thing you're like I can't I shouldn't be doing this so you literally enjoy nothing like you Correct. don't enjoy any of your life and like I personally Correct. feel like I lost a lot of years to wishing that I was I looked a different way I oh, like yeah. I spent it consumed me for so many years so I definitely know I'm very much like this stuff works like it's literally yeah a different thing like when you shift your focus as well I feel like you can focus on like bigger and better things like you can focus on like enjoying yourself what makes you happy what yeah. kind of like what are the things that are making you happy it might be going to the gym you know going to the, it's like it's I feel like there's this like thing where you can't love your body at the same time as wanting to change it yep which is absolutely untrue I am now genuinely at a point where I love my body but my gosh, do I still want to work on it? Do I still have goals? Yes. Are there still things I want to change? Yes. But does that mean I hate my body? No. And it doesn't have to be. When you want to go through a body transformation, the worst thing that you can do is start that through a place of hate. 
If you mm. start that through a place of hate, you are destined to fail. You really, really are destined to fail because you're focusing on the wrong things. If you are looking solely on your nutrition and you're eliminating all the things you like, you're eliminating the bread, you're eliminating the pasta, you're not going out for meals with your family, guess what? You're then going to obsess over those things. So dieting becomes so much harder because you're not allowing yourself these things that they're now consuming your brain. So most of us and most people listening will be thinking, yeah, when I try and diet, all I'm thinking about is food. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, you do. You do. As soon as you say, right, it's Monday, I'm starting my diet today. First thing you think of chocolate bar, chocolate bar, crisps. You, you just want all these things that you've told yourself, told yourself that you can't have. So yeah. if you, you need to start from a place of, that was a little bit of a tangent, but what I mean by that is if you start from a place of hate, you try and cut everything out to get to a certain point very quickly. If you start from a place of self-acceptance, and I'm not saying love your body as it is now, because that's unrealistic for a lot of people, but loving your body for what it enables you to do is very realistic. So if you start with that sort of mindset of my body is an amazing vessel that takes me through life, but there is so much more to me than my body. It's a much nicer starting point for a journey and it's going to end in more successful dieting than a place of self-loathing and hate. Love that so much. And I completely, completely agree with all of what you've just said. And as soon as we tell ourselves we can't have something, we want it more. And it's almost like... I used to like rebel. I would be like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to be really, really healthy. And then I'd like go and like randomly do something to sabotage it just because I like wanted to. Um, and I'd, you'd like eat things you didn't even want because you'd be like, yeah. well, no, I'm off my diet. You know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I call it the fuck it attitude. Uh, sorry to swear, but I do. I call it the fuck it attitude. So if you've started a diet and you've told yourself, right, I'm not going to eat bread for two weeks. All you're going to think about is bread. When you have that piece of bread, you're like, oh, fucked it. I failed. Then the negative internal dialogue comes. I'm such a failure. I knew this would happen. Those sorts of things. And then you're like, fuck it. I'm off now until I set my next goal. Until next Monday, until X, Y, Z, I'm going to eat what I want because then I'm going to stop it. So it's that all or nothing fuck it attitude that needs eliminating. But it is honestly 95% of the clients that I have start with this all or nothing attitude and my aim is to get rid of that immediately so when I say right okay we're going to start we're going to start on Tuesday that's when your first call will be um and I just say before then don't go cramming everything in because I'm not going to take anything away from you I'm not going to take anything away from you don't don't start this by you know cramming everything in that you think you're not going to be allowed to have because as soon as I start educating them they're like oh I didn't need to do that because I could have a chocolate bar on a Tuesday. I can have a packet of crisps on a Wednesday. I can go out on a Saturday. You can do all of these things and still lose weight. It's just the education that's lacking. 100%. I completely agree. You know, like that last meal starts on Monday. So, you know, like the last meal, you'd like cram everything in and like. That's it. You you get to. I call it the last supper. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody has one. They're like, right, I'm going to have a pizza on Saturday. I'm going to have a big roast dinner with my family on Sunday. And then that's it. Yeah, it's not it. It doesn't have to be it. You can do you can do these things and still lose weight. I know. And I think that comes from like that switching of you feeling like you can't you either need to have this or that 
and it's like yeah. you can't like it's like a you can't have both whereas yeah. if you just ate like normally and the healthy things that made you feel good all weekend it doesn't really matter if you have a piece of cake or you have a biscuit and you know you really yeah. really enjoy things and I yeah definitely Nikki you've helped me tremendously with that like I'm in I'm such so a bad. such a better place with that and I know that it's something that that comes to creep in so what do you feel like if someone that maybe someone that's listening that um let's start with someone who's listening who has that fuck it attitude who's literally like stuck in like a cycle of like uh just currently like you know they you, they want to lose weight and they keep being into this like this diet cycle where they're like um fuck it and then they regret it and then they like yeah. try like what would you say to someone who's currently in that mentality what I would say, I have so many clients of this, I feel like <laughs> I could just feel it off. Basically, what I would say is think of it as money. So each month you have your paycheck. Let's say for sakes, it's £1,000. You know that you've got £1,000. You go out one weekend and spend £500 and you're like, shit, I've only got £500 last me the month. I've literally got £500 last me the month. Would you then go out the next day and spend that 500 pounds? No, because you'd have nothing left. You'd be in a very terrible position, very scary position of having no money. It's exactly the same with weight loss journeys. If you've had a terrible day where you have, you, well, you've got that, oh, I've definitely overeaten today. Shouldn't have done that. Do you know what? You wake up the next day and it doesn't mean that you have to do it again. It, that fuck it attitude of just keep coming back to that money, like think about that money. If you spent 500 pound of that thousand, you wouldn't spend 500 the next day. You'd probably dial it back and say, all right, I'm not going to go out for a couple of weeks because I haven't got the money. No one would just blow all their money and get themselves in a terrible position. And it should be exactly the same with food. 100%. And I always remember being like, why do all these people get to eat? Like they don't gain weight and I gain loads of weight and it wouldn't be because they wouldn't do it for every fucking meal or every weekend. You know, like that's where it it happens is when you get stuck in the cycle of like self-hatred where you're almost like punishing yourself. Like you, it's almost like very much self-sabotage. Like you know how it's going to make you feel, but you do it anyway. Absolutely. And uh, with you saying that other people can do this and still lose weight and other people can do this and look like that. How is that fair? Something's wrong with me. Why can't I do that? And this is, um, social media is obviously a big, big thing that you could go on forever about. But if you're looking at a fitness model on Instagram daily, and here she is posting a picture of her with half a pizza in her mouth, you know, you know the exact picture I'm thinking, sitting at the table with the tip of the pizza in her mouth, smiling head to the side. And you're like, how the hell can she eat a pizza? And she looks like that. Do you know what? She trains for two hours a day. She does 10,000 steps a day. She eats in a calorie deficit for five days of the week. And then she'll allow herself a pizza a month. And she'll post it on Instagram like that's her norm. Yeah. And you're, you're not seeing everything that's behind that. You're just seeing that very happy, lean woman eating a pizza. And you're thinking, if she can do it, why can't I? Mm-hmm. And it's very much just looking at the, you're not looking at the bigger picture. Um, so yeah. you think that then, okay, I'm not normal. But when you really, really look at your lifestyle and your daily habits compared to hers they'd be very 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 different yeah it's complete perspective isn't it like just you just don't ever you can't ever see the full picture and that's why it's really difficult with media and when everything on there and forever changing what's in fashion and what to do and what not to do and there's 
so much crap online that people say about you know like all these different diets and all these different things and you need to try this it worked for that person it worked for this person Mm -hmm. um it's all very conflicting um so for someone that has you know and I would say that I have a really good relationship with food now however there's some times where I do fall into like old traps in terms of like um I had my wedding this summer this is me being very open here I had my wedding this summer and I was like I wasn't going to diet because I was like, I'm really happy with where I am. But I Mm -hmm. like mindfully was like, I'm going to get some steps in, you know, summer. And I was like, just being a little bit healthy. I wasn't like cutting anything out. I was drinking the whole time, but just not drinking excessively. You know, like I was like eating well, feeling good. My skin was good. I was like, yes. But every single person that I would speak to would say to me, um, you know, oh, are you, you, are you, are you on a diet for your wedding or are you like slimming down? And then like everyone else had their wedding. So they were all on diets and it kind of was like, everyone spoke about it. And I feel like we're about to go into that again with January where everyone's going to be talking about it again. And for me, I don't, I like, I hate to use the word, but I find it quite triggering sometimes because I'm like, I'm absolutely fine with where I am. I don't almost like I've got, I'm my focus is now so away from that, that I don't like to talk about it because I'm like, I don't want to be pulled into it. You know, I almost feel like it's like a little click thing. Like when people speak about it and like, they want you to kind of like, oh yeah, I feel very fat. Like I do that. It's kind of like what we used to do when we were younger to like make ourselves like, I think it's like, there's a mean girls theme, isn't it? We're like, oh my God, I hate myself. I hate these things. And like, (laughs) I feel like that's like, what would you say on the kind of like that spin? So like, you know, you're, you're happy and you're balanced, but you still find those times where you just like slip out of it and you're like, can find yourself being like, oh, maybe I should like, download my fitness pal or like you know start counting things again yeah I mean I can't tell you how much I relate to that if you think about my job I literally work on women's bodies and minds for a living so every you know when you go out everyone talks about their work because it's a huge part of their life so you'll come and say oh how's work and most people's work is separated from this sort of thing this is my job so everybody who speaks to me wants to know what do you eat in a day are you on a diet? How can I do this? How can I do that? And it's, they talk to me about exercise, diet, and I am in a very much of a good place. It's taken me a long time to get here. Um, I'm in a very good place with mine. So I don't, I again, don't like to talk about it um, because it triggers me. So Mm. I've come from being extremely lean, winning bodybuilding competitions. I'm a bodybuilding pro. I'm a bikini athlete pro. And people still kind of see that in me, but I am 20 kilos heavier than then. So it's like, oh, do you miss being lean? And I'm like, let's just not talk about it because clearly that's going to be triggering for me. I mean, I've done enough uh, self-work to almost stop that from being triggering now. And how I would say that to people is just cut the conversation off. Don't be be rude. Don't, Don't make a thing of it. Don't say... I don't want to talk about it. You just literally need to say, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not dieting. I'm quite happy. And then change the conversation into something you want to talk about, something that's going to take your mind away from that focus. And that's just how to do it. Just There's, there's no need to make a big deal of it. And so oh, do you mind not talking to me about that? If it's getting to a point where, say, it's a, a family member and they do keep bringing it up, then you're going to need to have the conversation. But if it's, you know, passing between friends or a work colleague, just say oh no no I'm not dieting I'm quite happy and then change the conversation yeah and that reminds me that 
when people just I feel like unsolicited opinions about the way that people eat is just so inappropriate like I can remember being at work and someone this was in like my prime of calorie counting like I was like prime calorie counting I was eating like five meals a day I would take them in in Tupperware and I would have like a salad at like 12 o'clock and then I'd eat again at four o'clock and it would be Mm -hmm. like chicken and rice like some kind of like fish and a rice cake kind of thing and um (laughs) And there, there was this woman in my office that would come over and she'd be like, I don't know how you eat so much. You're just constantly eating. And I was like, literally, I'm on like fucking 1400 calories a day. Like I've literally just seen you eat a pastry. And you know, when you're just like, just, <laughs> just butt out, like, let me be, let me be. Oh, yes. Yes. This is, this is my life all over too. And I bet everyone listening is like, yeah, I agree. As soon as you start, <laughs> as soon as you start trying to lose the weight, and no matter how balanced you are about it and how happy you are about doing it, there's always going to be people's opinions. And you know what it is? It's jealousy. And it's, again, lack of knowledge on their behalf. So they're constantly probing because they're unhappy. They want to make a change, but they're not willing to do it. So when someone at work is doing that, again, just pass it off. Just say, oh, okay. But, you know, in terms of them eating a pasty, so it's literally that lack of knowledge where they're seeing you eat four to five meals a day and they're only eating one and they're gaining weight and you're losing it. So it gets into that. I have clients like this a lot where I don't eat much. I don't eat much at all and I can't lose weight. And if you're listening and you're one of those people, it's your calories in those things that you are eating, whether it's one meal or seven those calories are equating into a surplus or a maintenance. That is it. So if somebody's seven meals are equating to a calorie deficit and some, and they will lose weight, if somebody's one meal and a snack a day is equating to a calorie surplus or a maintenance for them, they're not going to lose weight or they're going to gain. So it is just that knowledge of what's in my food, how much food should I be eating and that is where people are going wrong love that and with the um in terms of like diet culture and you know there's like seven million things that you can do in terms of a diet Mm -hmm. what do you feel like if someone was like I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to do keto or like a 5-2 diet or like any of these things what would you recommend to them yep Again, I'd say people turn to these things because they want results tomorrow. They don't care about their mindset. They don't care about how they feel. They just want to be skinny. And this is where all the issues happen. Um, diet culture, that's, that's basically, for anyone listening, diet culture is when you almost value that thinness and your appearance over your general well-being. So you don't focus on how you feel. You're focusing on how you look. And it's just that chase to get skinny because it's, I, will, I won't be happy until I'm nine stone. I won't be happy until I'm a size eight. You're not thinking I'll be happy when my mind is clear from food obsession. You're not thinking I'll be happy when I live a day-to-day life without, think, without hating myself. You're just thinking I'm going to be happy when I'm skinny. And it is so wrong. And people make so much money off this by saying, you can lose seven pounds in two days if you do. And it's all these things that are just honestly hurting women all over the world. And we have so much access to it that it's scary. So for me, these things like Slimming World, Keto, they're promising you weight loss. And of course, you are going to get weight loss if you cut out a food group like in Keto. 
you can gain weight on keto. So keto, for anyone who doesn't know, keto is like ketogenesis where you cut out carbs from your daily diet. So you eat proteins and fats and actually a lot lower protein um, than fat. So it's a, it's a high fat diet. So if you strip out carbs from your daily diet, that is basically just a way to reduce your calories. So carbs have four calories per gram. If you cut out all of that, you're going to be cutting out a large portion of your daily intake of calories. So you're going to lose weight. But on keto, if you eat in a calorie surplus, whether that's of just proteins or fats or not, you will gain weight. So keto can work if it fits with you. If, if you enjoy it, by all means, do it. But it is, there's no one way fits all. The, the way to lose weight is being in a calorie deficit. That point blank is it. Uh, I sound like a broken record, but that is it. It doesn't have to be any more confusing. You don't have to remove the carbs. And with Slimming World, my main problem with Slimming World, I like it for the, let's start with a positive, Nikki. I like it for the fact that it's almost helping you choose more nutritious food. So I quite like that. It's looking at what you're eating and better choices, which is nice. I like to promote that. However- it's also a lot of like cooking from scratch as well. Like I previously yes. have been on Slimming World and I do think that um, it was like a lot of like, I cooked a lot when I did it, but I yeah. also felt like I was in a cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it does. It's making you make these better decisions rather than having a takeaway. You'd make a fake away. You'd learn how to cook homemade chips rather than getting your frozen ones. So these choices about choosing nutritious foods over not so nutritious foods is good. I like that. However, my main issue with Slimming World is this whole labeling foods as kind of sins or green foods and red foods. This is bad. This is diet culture all over. Something red, something green, that's a bad connotation. You're putting food into categories that they shouldn't be in. Everything should be in balance. And again, with Slimming World, if you you know, these green foods, I've never done Slimming World, but all my clients have. I think literally every single one of them has done Slimming World in the past. And guess what? They still have to come to me a year down the line. And that's what we need to eliminate. So these green foods that you can eat as much as you want on, say, is pasta a green food? Have you done Slimming World? I think, I think potato was. It's been potato. quite a while. It's been like seven years since I did it, but... Okay, so potatoes are green food. So now you've been under, you've, you've learned from me as well that potatoes have calories. If I, I have a huge appetite, I, I'm unbelievably hungry all the time. That's <laughs> just me. I'm very active. Uh, so if I eat as many potatoes as I want, i.e. 20, which I could, I'm going to gain weight because they're still calories. Just because they're green doesn't mean all of a sudden they have zero calories. So if I get myself in a calorie surplus, whether that's with red, green or sinned foods, I'm going to gain weight. Yeah, so that's, that sticks that's with you as well. Like, I'm the same. Like, the limit does not exist on the amount of pasta that I could put into my body. Like, I will not <laughs> stop until that bowl is empty. Like, I could make probably enough for a family of four and eat it. Like, there's no... <laughs> And, and I think when you're in this diet culture and definitely what I found is I had no like hunger cues. So like I would eat because I had like sins left for the day or I would do things, but I wouldn't do things based on, and I hate the word intuitive eating because mm. I think if you've been on a diet for the whole of your life, which I had, 
I knew, I know I can still I still know now the calories and things and I think that it's really difficult to shake that and be intuitive like you can't just wake up one day and be like I'm gonna only eat when I'm hungry because you lose you you like fall out of touch with your own body like you feel completely disconnected to when you're hungry because you you've eaten based on a plan for so long agree yeah intuitive eating is is a very very hard one and again there's there's so many pros and cons I don't think people really understand what intuitive eating is and it's supposed to just be listening to those hunger cues eating when you're hungry eating what you want and I'm not joking if I ate what I want when I wanted I would eat a hell of a lot of food <laughs> I really would. I mean, I train every day. I walk 10,000 steps a day. I personal train in the gym with my girls. I expend a lot of en- um, energy and I could eat a, a, a lot of food. But I think the more you think about, again, it's that obsession where the more you think about it, like, am I hungry? Should I eat? What do I actually want? It just, it brings a lot, it brings more obsession around it. Um, so it's a, it's a hard process to get into that. Now, I used to track my food to the gram. I used to weigh everything I ate, tracked everything I eat to be on point. Um, So in terms of that, I have gone to more intuitive eating, but I don't categorize myself as an intuitive eater. I just eat um, what I want, when I want, really. I I, I do that now. But there has to be a certain cutoff if I want to maintain a healthy happy body there has to be a cut off there yeah and that would be like kind of like the last topic that I'd love to go over with you in terms of like having this happy like being happy happy and healthy and having that like balance like the word balance is overused a lot but like being able to you know choose the healthy foods because it makes you feel good not because you feel like you have to and choosing to have a piece of cake or choosing to not have the piece of cake because you're already too full you know Mm -hmm. you go out for a dinner and someone says you want the dessert menu and you know if you've been dieting all week and you're like fuck it I'm off my diet I'm gonna have a dessert even though you're not full whereas if you're like do you know what actually I'm fine you know I've had my meal I'm absolutely fine I'm gonna feel a bit sluggish after it I don't really want one yeah yeah this is I mean, I could go on forever about this because you say balance is overused, but balance, I would love to drill into everybody because it should be everybody's aim to have that balance. Now, there might be people listening that are like, I would never say, well, I'm not going to have a dessert because I'm full because (laughs) it's a a hard thing to do to be at that point where I know what's good for my body. I know what what I'm happy to do and I can easily say no to that dessert. Um, It's a hard place to get to, but what I advise there is to focus on the enjoyment of things and how they make you feel rather than what you want to look like, for instance. So do you enjoy weight training? If not, don't weight train then. Do you enjoy yoga? If you do, stick to yoga. Do you enjoy walking? Walk. Do you enjoy swimming? Swim. There's no right or wrong. We should be exercising because we enjoy it. Our body isn't designed to just sit there at a laptop all day and then move from the laptop to the sofa and sit there. There's no wonder people go through low moods and low energy because they're not celebrating what their body was designed to do. And it's to get up and move. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a reason we feel amazing after exercise. And I think people put so much emphasis on, I have to do this exercise change that narrative to I don't have to do I get to do 
my body deserves too. And then it doesn't become a chore, it becomes a hobby. And that's where we want to be. We want to be in that balanced state where we're doing things because we get to and because we want to celebrate our body, not punish it. So if you don't like running, stop running. Stop forcing yourself to do something that you don't enjoy because you're not going to maintain that. So one of the first questions I'll ask a client is, what sort of exercise do you enjoy? And at first they might be like, God, none. <laughs> and it's not the case. I'm like, take yourself out for an hour walk. Get back journal how you feel now and I guarantee it's better than you did an hour ago when you were sat on that sofa we, we're not always going to be motivated to get up and do things but afterwards if you remember how you feel at that moment it's gonna it's gonna help with that motivation because you think of your future self and your future self would say yes Nikki do it because I'm going to feel like this you are solely responsible for how your future self is going to feel so you need to do her a favor and put things into action to make her feel as good as she can. 100%. And I feel like with that, like consistency is key to anything, right? You like your consistency becomes habits and then your habits, you become your habits. And I think that that consistency, it is impossible to be committed and consistent with something that you don't enjoy because yeah. you'll literally be miserable while you're doing it. Yeah, and like, absolutely. I love going for a walk, like absolutely love it. And the reason that I do it is because it makes me feel good and it's almost like become a habit now. But yep. you're definitely right. You know, if someone says that you need to go do a spin class or you do like, you know, Ooh. I used to do, you know, like, oh, what's that, um, that hit workout that's like really intense? In, in, insanity. Insanity. Literally, it's literally called that. insanity. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that. People who do that are, in fact, insane. <laughs> this is what insanity was very much one of those. I I bought the CDs because it was like you know six weeks <laughs> intensity. You're not going to keep that up. You can't do hit and excessive training like that every day. You can't. That's not respecting your body. That's literally trying to punish it into weight loss by sweating as much as you can in 30 minutes. And it shouldn't be about that. So you say the word consistency. Yes, but no. So consistency is what you want, but not in terms of what you're thinking. You don't have to stick to a weight training program five days a week and not miss a session. You don't have to be consistent in that way. You have to be consistent in expending as much energy as you can in a day, no matter what that may be. So consistently committing yourself to expending that energy to feel good, whether that be a walk on a Monday, yoga on a Tuesday, swimming on a Wednesday, we should be doing something every single day that moves our body that we enjoy. Yeah, for sure. And that, like, it's the same with anything in business as well. I talk about like consistent, consistency doesn't mean constantly, you know, it just means that you're doing something little every day. And you mentioned there about, you know, I think the biggest form of self-care is making decisions in the present for your future self. So like making the decision to not snooze your alarm because you know it's going to make you feel shit when you actually wake up. It's like deciding to, you know, maybe like meal prep one meal so you don't have to then feel really shite the next day when you've got to cook food and you're like, oh my God, I can't be asked. I'm going to pick a takeaway. And then you're like, yeah. fuck's sake, why did I do that? You know, yeah, it's how, making... Yeah, that that moment that you're taught, that uh, future self... I think about her all the time. Um, So with that meal prep example, that was a prime example of me yesterday. I knew I had clients until 9 p.m. last night. So I sat on my sofa. I only had a two-hour break and just thought, I'm just going to sit here and nap. And I thought, what about that future self at 9 o'clock when she's got nothing prepped, nothing to eat? And then she's like, right, I'm going to have to have a takeaway because I haven't got got 40 minutes to cook. So I used that time 
two, stand at the stove, prep half of the meal. Then all I had to do was fry the fish off at nine o'clock. And at that nine o'clock moment, I could have given my past self their biggest hug (laughs) (laughs) for not having that nap, you know. So that is a a really good thing to take away from this. Really think about that future, future you. She'll look at these things. And you're not yourself and you're hungry, are you? Like, honestly, (laughs) when I'm hungry, I would literally feel like I'd eat like food I didn't even like. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just having, I think, I think enjoyment is the key. Enjoyment. So you should be enjoying every meal, enjoying every form of exercise. Otherwise, you know, you, you can't even start to think about that future self or what, because you're just hating the moment and you're putting too much pressure on it. So yeah, I think enjoyment is the key. Yeah. And I think that that all comes back to as well, like self-love, because if you aren't accepting and you don't love yourself, it's really difficult for you to be like, to treat yourself with that respect. Mm-hmm. Like it all comes back to self and, and, you know, like I deserve better, like my body deserves better. And I'm very much like, you know, my, your health is your biggest, you know, you can have all the money in the world, but if you, you can't buy health, you know, you no. can't, you can't undo years of you sat at a laptop bent over with your back, like all held over, not yeah. moving all the yeah. bad foods that you put into your body. You know, I've, I've ruined my gut from doing years of antibiotics. I'm like, I can't undo that. You know, like I'm trying to undo that, but I'm like, yeah, all these things that we do, they compound and they compound and they compound. So our health is like, super super important and I'm definitely on like I want to be at optimum health like I want to be living long being able to I want to be one of these like ladies in the Pilates class you know when you see them and you go in and you're like how the fuck are you doing this yes how do you (laughs) look so good and they're like I'm 70 and I'm like you look better than me (laughs) <laughs> that is life goals guys like that is on my vision board like being 70 <laughs> in a pilates class like that is me that's what i want yeah, absolutely i was going to say something there and i've just completely forgot you were on about um oh what was i was just about to say something really important what you just if there's any se- that triggered me if, if there's only 70 year olds listening and you want to invite me to a pilates <laughs> class i'm a gal brilliant brilliant I'm really good there I can't think of what I was just about to say because I think I feel like it was going to be one of those aha moments and I can't think of what it was well we were just talking about how to be happy confident and healthy in your own body without a diet I've got it yeah I've got it so you mentioned optimal health and I (laughs) love that because this is why I love what I do and I'm so passionate about what I do because optimal health looks different on everybody so people would look at me in the past when I had abs when I was lifting really heavy weights in the gym when I was prancing around in a bikini um and people would be like well she's at the peak and I'm like I have never felt so depressed cold no sex drive low moods low energy constantly thinking about food I had no social life no friends my relationship broke down I was not at optimal health. My body was barely moving. I couldn't, I couldn't sit down without being in pain from my coccyx bone. So my optimal health is me putting 20 kilos on from that point. But 20 kilos on in terms of when I was bigger and I was, I was at an X weight. I won't say weight because it, again, looks different on everybody. But when I was overweight, I wasn't at optimal health either. I'm only at optimal health because I'm in this balanced position where I'm doing things that make me 
feel good. I have a very good internal dialogue. So I have very constructive words in my head rather than deconstructive. I have non-negotiables that I tick off every day. So it's, it's all these little habits that get us to that optimal health. And optimal health is not a body image that has to be literally, that has to disappear from your head because you could feel your 100% best self at a different body image to what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So we just we want to be exactly looking for that optimal health and well-being, which is my job to get people into. Love that. And like, what do they say? Like, we're here for a we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. So we want to feel we want to we want to feel good. You know, we want to yes. be at that peak health yes. where like your skin's glowing. You've got loads of energy. You're just like yeah. loving life. Like that for me is like that feeling of like being energized and sometimes where I have like a weekend of like eating shit and shit and drinking shit on the Monday I'm like oh my god like I used to feel like this so much more than I do now and I don't feel like yeah it's not a nice place to, to be like no, it, it's absolutely not and like that's why my program is called becoming her it's healthy energized and radiant that is in a nutshell how we want to feel and it just happens to spell her which is just becoming her it's it's literally everything to me and that is exactly what I want to do with my work. Get you to that place that you're describing. That is what my program is for. Because I, I recognize that it's the most important thing to get into that place where your whole life isn't, I can't eat that, I can't eat that. I'm going to start a diet on Monday. We have to get out of that cycle until it becomes a lifestyle where it's just the norm. But I want you to know that if you want to lose weight, that's okay. That is okay sometimes we want to drop a few pounds and that is okay and I want to teach you how to do that without losing yourself because that's that's the most important part yes you can if you're a little bit uncomfortable with your body fat level if you want to bring it down a little bit fine you don't have to hate yourself into doing it you can love yourself into doing it love that so much and this leads us on nicely to you mentioning your program so I think you're running it again in January I am. I am. I will be mid, mid-January. I'll be running my next one. The last one was so successful. I, li- I cannot wait to run it again. Every time I run it, I get a new group of women that we bring together, create this community, and they, be- they become my right arm. They're, as, as much as I coach them, they also become friends. They do because we're, we're in such a, a community. You know how you spoke about people in the office not understanding what you do or your partner trying to sabotage you by getting a takeaway of a weekend. We're in this group where we're, we're all on this journey and you, you just never feel alone. So I, I love getting that new group of women together um, and because I, I, I know what I'm going to do for them, if that makes sense. So I, I just, I get very giddy. So yeah, middle of January will be my next one. Love that. And John, just tell us a little bit about what the, is it eight weeks, what, how long it is and what it includes and all of that jazz. Yeah, it's eight weeks and um, we'll have a community of women on Facebook and we do also have WhatsApp um, so that we're all supporting each other, which I think is one of the most important things about my program because I want to one coach as well. And it, as much as we have that relationship, they don't have the support network that the program has. And I think it makes such a big difference. And anyone listening who's done a program will will say that one of the best things about it is having that support. So that's that was my uh, main thing about creating the program. But basically what we do, I, what I say with my program, we have a stable table is what we are aiming for. 
this came up in one of our seminars and I just said it and I was like girls that's it that is my new life motto I don't even know where that came from but I said it so we're looking for this stable table so my um I think that there are four table legs to get in that stable table we have nutrition exercise mindset and sleep those four table legs are what create a stable table if any of those table legs are off or they're wobbly or they're broken your table cannot hold so what i basically do in the program is i run weekly seminars so we have a seminar once a week we do um, exercise programs for each and again that's your enjoyment what do you enjoy yoga okay i'll write this um, we go through all of the education to nutrition. We have mindset workshops, everything that you can imagine in terms of, we do live HIIT workouts uh, twice a week all together. Um, and yeah, so those four table legs are what I basically try and get everybody building at the same time. And we just monitor that our table is becoming stable or remaining stable as we go through love that so much I love a good analogy I know and so <laughs> I'll leave the link to um Nikki's program in the show notes and I'll also leave a link to Nikki's Instagram just let us know um your Instagram handle it is Nikki double k um underscore Harvey underscore fitness amazing well thank you so much for joining us I feel like we chatted a lot of things there but <laughs> I feel like the overall message is this like optimal health and feeling good yeah definitely feeling good over um it's just focusing on how you feel and taking each day as an entity balance is key thank you so much for listening if you love this episode please hit that subscribe button and leave a review I would love to hear from you